It's a treat here on Right at the Fork, and and there's a reason, Chris, while I'm saying it's a treat as we get into today's very special edition of Right at the Fork with Gary the Foodie. Right, highlighting. We're going south. San Francisco. There you go. It's my San Francisco treat. Oh, (laughs) rice-a-roni. Any place serving rice-a-roni that you're going to highlight, Gary? Not that I know of. Yeah, I don't think so. Gary is a, you frequent, how, how often would you say you make your way on down to San Francisco, Gary? Four times a year. Or oh. the Bay Area, probably six times a year. Okay. Maybe seven. Yeah. So if there's anybody, I think, here in the Portland area to talk about where to go in San Francisco, Gary, you're the guy. And actually, this is less of a San Francisco. Well, it actually includes the entire Bay Area. Sure. Not just San Francisco. So, And I'd rather eat in the Bay Area than any other region in the world with the possible exception of Paris and the surrounding area of Paris. Mm. I love fine dining, and there's no better area in the country to eat that type of food even new york city doesn't really relate uh can, can, not even new york city can compete with the bay area for that type of food and easier but, for P- portlanders to jump down to san francisco too from yep, here right as well the, but the bay area is more than just fine dining i can I, I believe that one can eat better and at the same price point as portland moreover the, the bakeries are among the finest in the country what we have here is can't compare to the three best bakeries Uh-oh. in the area. Craftsman Wool's, uh, BPTCA, I mean, Reza Bread, they're on another level. And even though I don't have first-hand knowledge, their bars are considered among the best in the country because I really don't go, I don't frequent that many bars when I travel, only on the rare occasion. Well, you don't leave yourself much time because you're doing yeah. eight dinners in two days or ten dinners in two days. But let me just say that the reason that I'm really glad we're doing this because Gary, you've been with us for quite a while now, and you were sprinkling in some of your San Francisco suggestions as you were traveling down there, and and we talked about it, and we thought it would be great if you had all your San Francisco suggestions on one episode, so that when people were going down there from anywhere, not only from Portland, that they could access Index, find this episode, and. Uh, Spend a little time listening to you and your experiences and get some great recommendations, and that's what this is for. And we're going to do a number of restaurants, and so they're going to be cursory explanations. Um, one thing I will do when I begin is I'll mention the rank in the Bay Area, and then, and then also where it would rank if it were in Portland. And I thought that just gives um, listeners a perspective on how to compare Portland to these restaurants in the Bay Area. Yeah. Cool. So, so let's start off you with... you got a lot as, to do. Yes, yeah, so, so let's go. Yeah, as an example, let's start off with the number one restaurant in the Bay Area, and it would be number one restaurant in Portland, and that's Main Reza. It's in Los Gatos, which is very close to San Jose. I fly into San Jose, then just take a 20-minute um, Uber ride or taxi ride to Los Gatos. The tasting menu, it's tasting menu only, it's about $200 plus. Chef owners David Kinch has three Michelin stars. The menu constantly changes. I'd say every six weeks the menu turns over. And as David is so talented, he can seamlessly move across various cuisines within the same meal. One, one dish would be French, the next dish would be Japanese, the next dish would be Mexican. 
has two master sommeliers in Manresa, which is unheard of for such a small place, Jim Ralston and Pierre Soulier. And I rarely do wine pairings. I won't, never do, hardly ever, well, on the rare occasions I do wine pairings. I did the last time I was at Manresa, and it was spectacular. And, um, for example, one of my favorite dishes is the yuzu panna cotta with seawater, vinegar, black radish, and salmon roe. It's just, it's my favorite restaurant in the United States, and that says a lot. Yeah, that does. Okay, we're done. That's it. You just talked about your favorite one. Yep. Now we're off to the second one. Second in the Bay Area. I, by the way, I was just kidding, Gary. It was like, I, I didn't mean we're done with that one. I meant, <laughs> you've, you've covered yeah. it. Everybody needs to go to Ben Reza. Okay, go yep. ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, number two in Bay Area, number one, it would be number one in Portland, is Saison. It's one of the most expensive restaurants in America with a tasting menu at close to $400. And that does not include any tip. It's just three ninety-eight. Does it include it's a seat? Do you get a seat for that? You get to sit down? You, yeah, you get to take this chair with you. Um, <laughs> oh, that's what you, I was going to ask if they gave you a T-shirt, but the chair is even better. Uh, Joshua Skeens is a chef owner. His hallmark is using the best ingredients money can buy and trying to let the quality of those ingredients shine through. For example, he would, he would with his sorbet, champagne sorbet, he just doesn't use really like $9 champagne. He uses Krug. <laughs> but my favorite Joshua dish is a sea urchin. Um, on, uh, it was on a tartine bakery liquid toast. It sounds simple, liquid but it's, toast. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of my favorite dishes in the world, and it's actually in San Francisco, um, on Townsend Street, which is sort of near the baseball stadium, and uh, it's just one of those uh, spectacular meals. Uh, three Michelin starred also, and I think number thirty seven in the world. So let me ask you this, Gary: When you say, because that sounds like what many restaurants say, the best ingredients available, are you saying that he then he gets more unusual ingredients? Uh, because uh, he he gets he gets just well he'll get, he'll buy the best tuna the best turbo the best I mean like you know two hundred dollars a pound for x x thing I mean the fact he uses Krug champagne to make his champagne sorbet says it all right okay and I mean he'll fly in anything from anywhere and so will yeah. you you've been known to fly in anything from no, anywhere and, and hand it to, to the best hand it to <laughs> Justin and say I mean, let's like, do this. He, I mean, he he uses wild game. He'll go out and shoot it, shoot, shoot some ducks, and then bring it, clean it, and serve it up. Um, Is that legal? I think it, because it's not maybe officially a part of the menu. Only certain people get these things. If you're semi regular, um, are you a yeah. se- are you on that list? I've gotten it before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good for you. We're so uh, pr- that, we're so proud of you from Portland to be able to do that. Um, and number three in the Bay Area, number one, it would also be number one in Portland, is Bennu, which is a t- in, it's in San Francisco, tasting menu of $200 plus. The chef owner is Corey Lee, who used to be the chef de cuisine at Thomas Keller's The French Laundry. It also has three Michelin stars, and it is also one of the top 100 restaurants in the world. And the thing about Bennu is, it's, I call it elevated Asian cuisine. Other people call it like an Asian French laundry. And it's it's uh, it's just one of those special places where I didn't think Asian cuisine could ever be that sophisticated. For like a there was a sea urchin marinated and fermented cab sauce that blew my mind. So you're a sea urchin guy. We've now determined. Pardon? You're a sea urchin guy. We've now determined. I do love sea. I do love sea urchin. Yes. Number four in Bay Area, number one, it would be also number one in Portland, is Qua, 
also in San Francisco. Tasty menu, again, 200 plus. Owner is Daniel Patterson. He used to be the chef, too, but he stepped down a few years ago and handed the reins over to Matthew Kirkley, who was the executive chef in Chicago at L2O. Where I, that's where I knew Matt. And uh, he is the best when it comes to seafood preparations. Better than Le Bernardin, better than Provenance. Um, this is Quas my sanctuary. There's a sense of serenity when I dine at Quas. It's the dining room. It it just has this peaceful feeling that emanates throughout the dining room, and I just always feel very relaxed and happy when I'm at Quas. But it's the best seafood restaurant, in my opinion, in the United States. And Matthew does an amazing job with Turbo. He did it, it was a, it, the, my favorite one is a turbo with root vegetables and a bear conclave sauce. And go to Qua if you want seafood. Is that the, also is, his plating skills are the best in the United States? And I don't think it's even really that close. When you're mentioning these dishes, Gary, are the they're all seasonal, and so they're yeah, not necessarily going to be on it the just menu. Gives you an idea of, right. of what what you will encounter. Turbo the turbo has been on the menu pretty much I think since the very beginning. Right, but it would have different accompaniments depending no. on the... It wouldn't. Okay. Well, root vegetables. Right. And, uh, yeah, so a lot, of these pla- a lot of these dishes, just to give you an idea of what you will encounter, you can look at, go to my Flickr site, search by these restaurants' names, and come up with, um, you know, the, the entire, the entire uh, dinner that I had, and m- most of these are multiple times. For and example, is that... As long like, as you're mentioning it, is that Gary the Foodie on Flickr? Yep. Okay. For example, I probably have 300 photos over 15-plus visits over the last six, seven years. Six nice. Years. Um, fifth in the Bay Area and number one in Portland would also be Atelier Crenn. The chef owner is the very famous Dominique Crenn, who may be the most famous female chef in the world. She was named the best female chef in the world by Sam Pellegrino two years ago. She is the first female chef in the United States who has helmed a two Michelin star kitchen. Her chef's table episode is compelling, mm-hmm. and it helped elevate her to another level, as it did many of those people who were on chef, the chef's table series. Her dishes are so gorgeous, as they are tasty. And yet, once again, Tasty Menu is 200+. plus. In addition, her um, pastry chef, Juan Contreras, is one of the most talented pastry chefs in the world. I just went down a few weeks ago to have his dessert tasting. It's a, it was a Mayan-themed dessert. Uh, desserts, there are about seven of them in the tasting. And Juan spends a great deal of time and effort to create a very cohesive storytelling with his um, dessert courses. And, um, yeah, one of my favorite Dominique dishes is an abalone with roasted garlic and oyster cream. Um, also, if you want to have some fun in San Francisco, go to the Museum of Modern Art and go to NC2, which is number six in the Bay Area, and it would also be number one in Portland. And the chef owner, once again, is Corey Lee, who also owns Bennu. Everything is a la carte. The average cost of a dish, I would guess, to be around mid-20s, some are lower, some are higher. And, and the, the concept of NC2 is that he went to 100 chefs from around the world, asked for one dish, and they gave him either by, by fax, by sending him videos, sending him pictures, 
and uh, on their specific dish. So you'll have maybe 10 to 12 dishes on the menu at any one time. They'll all be from different chefs from around the world. And so you'll have a Mosimo Botura dish, an Andoni dish, a Colo Greco dish, a Wiley Dufresne dish, Bad Orlando dish. It was just it's spectacular. My last meal was just a few weeks ago, and it's, it's just... It, it, the, the cohesiveness of the menu and the dinner can be somewhat um, lacking because these are completely different chefs. But it's it's just so much fun, so enjoyable. Dining room is beautiful, and it's open from it opens lunch and dinner, and it's in the Museum of Modern Art. Go to Institute, one of my favorite restaurants in the country because it's just so much fun. Um, number seven in the beer. Number two. Oh, finally. Someone in the top, the top six in the bear. Hold on, hold on, Gary, hold on. We lost you there. Got a bad connection right now. You coming go back? Ahead, go ahead yeah. and speak. Okay, can you hear me now? No, a little better. Maybe call him back. Just get it started all over. Well, go again. ahead and keep talk for just something. Yeah, okay. Let's, is it better now? Now you're back. Okay, number seven in the Bay Area. Number two in Portland, and it would be Quince. So Castagna would. I, I guess this is, means that I like Costanya better than Quince. And it's uh, also in San Francisco, 200-plus tasting menu. Chef owner is Michael Tusk. It's my favorite Italian restaurant in the United, in the United States. Um, and the service at Quince is absolutely spectacular. Single Thread and Quince have the best service that I've ever experienced in the world. They also have one of the, base, one of the best pastry chefs in the country, Sean Gall. It's um, Michael Tusk does a fantastic job with pasta. You just imagine the best pasta that you have in Portland, multiplied times five. There you get the quality of Quinn's pasta. But again, you have to pay for it. It's a three Michelin star restaurant. Um, I had last time, a few weeks ago had a garganelli with lobster and English pea and scallion. Spectacular, spectacular. Number eight in the Bay Area, and number two. It'd be number two in Portland is Single Thread, which opened up in December of 2016. It's in Healdsburg, California, which is in Sonoma County. It's 200 plus tasting menu. Chef owner is Kyle Konaten. It it is um, Japanese um, cuisine. Uh, the the design The design of the restaurant is one of the most distinctive. In the United States, every little thing that you could think of, every little detail was thought of by Kyle and his staff, and it is addressed within the building of that restaurant. Avro Co. is a design firm. Um, they won a James Beard Award for Outstanding Restaurant Design last, this past year and a few months ago. Kyle has brought together an all-star culinary team from around the country, from St. Louis, Chicago, Carmel, San Francisco, the first course is, it, the name of it varies from season to season, but when I went, it was called Mid-Spring in Sonoma County. And the first course included tw- about 15 to 20 bites dishes. And um, it's a memorable course, maybe one of the most memorable in the United States. Single Thread is being talked about right now as one of the most exciting restaurants in America. Most likely, I'll get two Michelin stars when uh, Michelin releases the Bay Area um, 
uh, guide in October. Healdsburg is a nice little town. You fly into Santa Rosa, uh, take take a taxi, go to Healdsburg, go to Single Thread. You won't you won't regret it. Number nine in the Bay Area. Number two, it'd also be number two in Portland, and it's in Oakland. And the chef, it's called Komi. Chef owner is James Saiboot. Tasting menu is $150, which is incredibly reasonable given the quality of that restaurant. It's less expensive than, for example, Nomad or, or Castagna in, in Portland. It's, it, um, James was a, a chef de cuisine at Manresa, and it's hard not to see some of David's, David Kinch's cooking, who, who owns Manresa, in James's cooking. Uh, again, once again, he does a fantastic job with um, uh, seafood. A memorable dish for me was a warm abalone with artichoke, green garlic, and nori, and a roast chicken sabayon. And he has some of the best bread that I've ever had in the United States at Comi. Hey, Gary, Gary, I have a question for you. Huh? You're talking about a lot of tasting menus here. Yep. Are there, at these places, do they have a la carte available? Uh, most of them do not. Okay. So are you, gonna, or you will get to some that are a la carte because some people don't have the budgets that we're talking about. Well, correct? okay, Institute, everything's a la carte. Quince, there's a salon menu that's basically a bar area. Um, and the rest that I've talked about is tasting menu. But, I mean, I'm just going through the best in the Bay Area. Most of the best are tasting menus. Right, okay. Murad, here we go, Murad. Number 10 in the Bay Area two, would be two in Portland. They do have a la carte items. It's just not a tasting menu. Um, they also have family dishes, and it's elevated Moroccan food, and the plating and presentations are distinctive. Uh, the chef owner is Murad Lalou, and uh, it has a Michelin star. So if you want to go a la carte, which I did a few weeks ago, um, go to Murad. Even the tasting menu is reasonably priced at 120 one of my favorite dishes is duck liver terrine with pistachio cake and blueberry gelée. Do we have any Moroccan in Portland? Not to change the subject, but I'm just it just dawned on me. I I don't Marrakech. know. Marrakesh. Oh right, right, right. Okay. Thank you. And we used we used to have Levant, which they call, which uh, right he called French arabesque. Right. Uh, uh, number eleven in the Bay Area. Number two would be also number two in Portland. Would be Nightbur. Uh, who were, now that we're getting into number two, what would it be behind in Portland? Pistania. That's what I thought. Okay, I just wanted to make that clear. Uh, I just went to Nightbird last month, and it was fantastic. My tasting menu was 125, and there are there are a few Portland tasting menus that are more than 125, and I cannot think of a better tasting menu value in the United States. Kim Alter's cooking style has traditional elements with unique variations. For example, a quail egg with crispy leaves and a traditional hollandaise sauce, or a well-executed chicken roulade with roasted carrots, fermented carrot jus, and brassicas. Michelin had better come knocking because she deserves a star. It recently opened, let's say, November, so oh, maybe, it was, maybe it was late summer, so Michelin really didn't get a chance to look over Nightbird, but it's a fantastic, fantastic um, restaurant. Go to Nightbird. Number 12 in Bay Area, number three, it'd be number three in Portland, so... Be Castagna, Notagoro, and then Commonwealth. Commonwealth does have you can have a la carte options at Commonwealth and also a tasting menu. It's a one Michelin starred um, restaurant from chef owner Jason Fox. Uh, it's the tasting menu. So 
surprisingly, is the ridiculously low-priced $85. That'd be, even for Portland, that's cheap. Uh, Jason Fox describes his food as progressive American. Um, One of my favorite dishes when I went there last year was smoked mussels with broccoli, hazelnuts, fermented ramps, and horseradish cream. Uh, Yeah, $85 for a tasty menu in San Francisco. Yes, yes, you can, as I said before, eat just as good, if not better, and and pay about the same price, if not lower, in San Francisco than you can in Portland. Uh, Number 13 in Bay Area, number three. It'd be number three in Portland is Californios, and their tasting menu is $157, and that's the only option. Chef co-owner is Val Cantu, who was just named this year Food and Wine Best New Chef in the same class as Peter Cho of Han Oak. Um, Californios might be the only Mexican restaurant in the country offering a tasting menu-only format. Plus, it also has a Michelin star. They may, there may be one other Mexican restaurant in the United States with a Michelin star. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's um, again, once again, given the price, it's, it's, it's elevated. It's elevated Mexican cuisine at $157. One of my, my favorite dish there when I went last um, a few months ago was sope with wagyu beef, tartare, and scallion. Uh, number 14, the barrier, number three, it would be number three important in Portland, would be Acarello. Again, the taste, they, it's a tasting menu only, but there are three, I think, three different tasting menus, and the price ranges from a very reasonably priced $95 to $195. Chef owner is Suzette Gresham. The service is a little bit on the formal side, but incredibly professional. It's not the most Exciting food in the world, but the execution is very high. Interestingly enough, um, Eric Bashar from Albatross in in Astoria is. Think, I mean, I think he he worked for Suzette Gresham at Acarello, and he speaks. He's spoken very highly of her and lauded the impact Suzette Gresham has had on his cooking, um, you know, career. The way he thinks about food. My favorite dish when I went there was a Maine lobster with heirloom tomato, sourdough, andouille salami, berlotti beans, and basil. I'm in on that. That, to me, so far, is my favorite dish that you've mentioned. And, great, you should go down. Uh, number 15 in the Bay Area. Number four, it'd be number four in Portland. So it'd be behind Castagna, Otoguro, and Coquine. And then that number four, it'd, uh, number 15 in the Bay Area is Mr. Jews in San Francisco. Um, you can get things a la carte which is what I do. I think you can get Tasty Mini, too, but when I go there, I always get a la carte. Chef owner is Brandon Jew. Uh, the vast majority of the dishes are around $21 and under. He, it's a Chinese restaurant. It's in Chinatown. He does some unique twists on traditional Chinese fare. My favorite dish there is a Dutch crunch barbecue bun. The chow fung is also very tasty. Um, he's been nominated for a James Beard Award. And... Uh, and his pastry chef, Melissa Chu, is one of the best pastry chefs in the country. She does her take on Chinese desserts. That I use the word again. I, I, it's hard not to use this word. Elevated Chinese desserts. And she's she is she's been nominated multiple times for a James Beard Award at multiple places. She she was nominated for outstanding pastry chef at Aziza, Murad, and now Mr. Jews. So when you go to Mr. Jews, have some of her desserts, which uh, are usually four or five on the menu. How do you spell that? 
Um, M-I-S-T-E-R, capital J-I-U, apostrophe S. Mr. Jews in Chinatown. Right. Thank you. Uh, 16th in the Barrier, 4th to be 4th in Portland is Aster, which is also owned by Daniel Patterson, who owns Qua. There is a tasting menu. Well, I, you know what? It used to be an a la carte. It used to be able to do a la carte and a taste, or a tasting menu. I think recently they switched a tasting menu option, but the thing about it is you get you get various selection within each course. Like there might be course one, you might have four selections. Course two, again, four selections. I think that's how they're doing it right now. The um, the individual dish. Well, when well, see, I was when it was a la carte, um, it was easier to talk about the price of the individual dishes. I forgot, I don't know what the taste menu is, what it costs now, but it's usually, I think it's very very reasonable. And the chef there is Brett Cooper. And um, he's been with Daniel a long time. I see a lot of Daniel's, Daniel Patterson's influence in Brett's cooking. Uh, when I went there a few months ago, the trout with artichoke and shelling beans, oro blanco with preserved lemon was auditory. 17th in the Bay Area. Be fourth in Portland behind Noto Goro. Well, Coquina 3, Noto Goro 2, and Castaña 1. Is Liho Liho Yacht Club. That's all a cart. It's in San Francisco. Chef own, owner is Ravi Kapoor. He has a unique, unique take on Asian Hawaiian cuisine. Hawaiian cuisine. He's won so many awards over the last few years when he opened Leo Leo Yacht Club. Um, a few of the dishes are $35 plus, but many of the dishes are between $10 and $20. It is one of the most ridiculously busy restaurants in San Francisco. I got there half an hour before it opened. I was like number 10 on the line. And by time I we sat, but 15 minutes after it opened, the whole restaurant, which is not that small, it was packed. And uh, check out the menu online because his his dishes are very unique. Gary, just a, qu- a question here. Now that you're mentioning yeah. it, being number ten online, most all of these places, how far out do you need to make a reservation that you've been talking about? Every every place is a little bit different. Um, at Leo Leo, I don't think you can make reservations. You got to show up. Right, but for um, tasting menus, usually it's not just walk-in. It's not a walk-in. Right, correct? right. Most of them, they aren't that busy. It just depends. I mean, uh, actually, I, I like Italia Crane, you probably have to reserve a, um, a, a month or two in advance. Okay, that's not too bad. If you know you're going yeah. down. Uh, every, like, every place is different. But I don't know. I mean... But I, I, I guess of, I was getting at, are any of them so crazy that it's a year out, six months out? No. That kind of thing? Okay, no, good. No. No. Um, and number 18 in the Bay Area, number four, it'd be fourth in Portland is Kala. Uh, a la carte. I don't think there's a tasting menu, so at least there wasn't when I went there. So it's a la carte. Chef owner is Gabriela Camara. She is from Mexico City. She owns a very famous Mexico City restaurant called Contramar. She recently, uh, Kala in San Francisco is her first U.S. restaurant. Can I interject here just for a second? I believe huh? that's on our list. We're, I'm planning a trip to Mexico City next year, and I believe that's on our list of places we're going to go, Contramar. Oh, who are you going with? Who's taking, who's the chef? Uh, David Briggs. We're going to do a chocolate, okay. and uh, as of now, it's not finalized, but a chocolate and mezcal-focused uh Mexico City and Oaxaca tour. Okay. So along with Great. Catherine Mantarola. You know Catherine, correct? Yeah, I know. Of course I know Catherine. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, so that's the plan, Mexico City, and we've got some nice 
Quintanal and some other nice restaurants there, too. Quintanil. Quintanil. I'm sorry. I'm going to get it by the time we go. <laughs> yeah, Chef, Chef Viejo and his wife, lovely wife, Miss Flores. Sorry oh. to interject there, but I, uh, you know, for me, hearing something that I recognized was like a ding-ding moment, so thank you for letting me interject oh, no. there. No worries. Um, um, a majority of the items on Kala are between $10 and $20. Very straightforward Mexican cuisine with solid execution. Love this subpace with um, smoked lean cod and pickled red onion. Number 19th in the Bay Area and number 5 in Portland would be Sons and Daughters. That's a tasting menu only. $150. Teague Moriarty is the chef owner. Uh, the way I would describe the food is a mashup between French and California cuisine. Uh, um, my favorite dish when I went there a few months ago was Maine lobster, galute, and fermented fennel with smoked paprika and winter citrus. It's a very quaint little restaurant in San Francisco. It has a Michelin star, sons and daughters. Number 20, this is the last one I'll be doing that's not a bakery is in in um number 20 in the bay area and number it'd be number 5 in portland would is healdsburg's shed and actually it's in healdsburg california in the same place in the same city a town as single thread healdsburg is a la carte a few dishes are $30 plus the most are around $20 and under it's a gorgeous multi-purpose facility the shed and there's a small grocery store there's a coffee shop Bakery, retail space. There's a like a, a private. I don't know if I call it. Well, there's like a community space. It, there's, it's an emphasis on California cuisine. I believe the chef, the chef. Oh, I believe the chef, culinary director is Perry. Oh, I didn't write this down. Perry Hoffman. Perry Hoffman. Perry Hoffman. I think um, the shed emphasizes pristine ingredients, uh, fairly health conscious approach to food. Loved, loved, loved the halibut and yellowtail ceviche with white honey, melon, watermelon, radish, poppy seeds, and basil. Sounds good. And that's number 20. And let me quickly just mention the next, let's say, five, 21 through 25. Number 21, the rich table. That's in San Francisco. Number 22 is the casual cotonia um, in San Francisco, Italian. Number 23 is the Bywater in Los Gatos, David Kinch's Ode to New Orleans. Number 24 is Camino in Oakland, Russell Moore's take on hearth-fired food. Number 25 is the Campton Place, uh, which is Indian, actually. So those are 21 through 25. So, Gary, can I, may I ask, how do you, first of all, you need to tell us uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 in Portland that you were gauging these against. But second question is, how do you specifically get down? You've got so many restaurants. How do you decide, okay, this one slots in there? What's the, what's the determining well, it's, factor? It's, well, it's, that's true for any list that one comes up. How does one... I know. I've, five I've judged it's, contests it's like before where, where you have to I mean, choose not, 20. It's not, well, it's not really comparing apples to oranges. It's the restaurant. So you just compare that restaurant to what's, where I've eaten in Portland. Right, but and so how do, you, how do you decide, okay, this is not quite as good as Notoguro, but just a little better than Coquine. How do you do that? Well, the same way I do, well, Notoguro's not quite Castagna, and Coquine's not quite Notoguro, so that's one, two, three. It doesn't matter whether it's San Francisco or Portland or a combination thereof. Or, or you know, I rank, I have like 
I, I have a 200 restaurant ranking from around the world, which includes Portland. It's interesting, but it's easier to do in Portland because you are frequenting those restaurants more than you are, you know, when you no, go to I'm one in San. I've been to Telecan ten times in the last few years. Okay. Okay. How many times have you been to Castagna? Pardon me. Well, I mean, like, I have, there are many restaurants in Portland which I haven't been to ten times in the last few years. Right. Okay. So, I mean, a lot of these places I've been to many, 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 many times. All right. Well, that's good. More that than, is that establishes. I, that's important because it establishes that you're using more than one visit to uh, to determine rank and criteria. Yeah, and, so, well, yeah, and some of these I've visited once, and that's the one thing I didn't include was the number of times I visited. Right. Yeah. Well, that's all right, and it's you know, hey, this is all fun. It's not. Right. These are. This is not life and death. It's restaurants. It's fun, and I appreciate that we have our own kind of Michelin guide here to help us find these places. And here we go with the bakeries. Like I said, the, men, like the number one bakery maybe in the United States, in, in my eyes, is Menresa Bread, which is owned by David Kinch. Uh, it's, it, the, the baker there is a young savant named Avery Ruzica. And, uh, yeah, I mean, she's, the, the breads are fantastic. If you want to, you can get a mail order to you. It's I can't deny that it's very, very expensive to to have Manresa bread, in, um, you know, FedEx to you. And the, the, as good as the bread is, um, I have to admit, I mean, like we have, I'm readily admit we have great bread in Portland, Oregon, in Little Tea and Ken. Uh, those are the main two, I guess. Uh, the best croissant I've ever had in the U.S. is from Manresa bread. Her Queen Amman is uh, Avery's Queen Amman Manresa bread is 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 it's not quite up to BPTCA's level. Will they ship those? Will they ship the croissant? Good. Will they no, ship? No, they only ship the bread. They won't ship the pastries. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, but um, if you get to Las Gatas, go to Manresa. Go stop at Manresa bread for the bread. Bring back a bunch of bread. Bring back a bunch of pastries, which I've done before, and you won't be sorry. And I talked about the Queen Amman from BPTCA, and that would be my second, probably my second favorite bakery in the United States, and it would be number two in the Bay Area. And that's, uh, it's in San Francisco on California Street, but she has more locations than just that one. It's called BPTCA, owned by Belinda Leong and co-owned by Michelle Suas. Um, Belinda was formerly the head pastry chef at, not surprisingly, Manresa. Very much a Manresa Bay Area update. Uh, I was the first unofficial. Uh, I was the first unofficial official paying customer when she opened her doors, which she didn't really open her doors when I was her first official unofficial customer. Her pastries and cookies and sweets are very straightforward, but they're well executed. But once again, the highlight is the Queen Amman, of which she is unparalleled, famous, unparalleled, famous for. For uh, those who don't, be, for those who don't know, can you explain what a Queen Amman is? Not everybody knows. Well, it's this hard caramelized shell. It's kind of like um, a disc-shaped uh, croissant. It's um, it's made with laminated dough, so it's like multi-layered. Kind of like, yeah, think of a hard shell, a car- caramelized croissant that's more flat. Okay, and, look it up. and it's impossible to spell, so to tell everybody how to Google that is not going to happen. Well, K-O-U-I-G-N-A-M-M-A-N. 
Thanks Queen for Amon. taking the cue. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I wasn't going to attempt. No, I was going to say when you when you say Queen Amon, you're you're thinking I'll cue you. Right. Right. Yeah. And but, I've had you know. a f- I've had a few of them. I was never introduced to them until I lived here in Portland, mm. and they are they are really delicious. So, thanks for pointing out the good ones. And croissants are some of my favorite things. Have you ever been to Besalu in Seattle, Gary? No. Okay. No. That was uh, 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 my friend Ethan Stoll told me those were the best in the world that he'd ever had. So mm. I thought that was a good. So we have to get you up there to try that to see how that compares to Manresas. Well, actually. Maybe the best bakery in the Pacific Northwest is near Seattle. Called it's in Bremerton. It's called Saboteur Bakery from Matthew Tinder, who was executive pastry chef at Three Michelin Star Saison, Three Michelin Star Meadowood, and Two Michelin Star Croix. Awesome and to know. He has his own bakery in Bremerton, in Bremerton, Washington. Oh, so here's the deal. Saboteur Bakery. What's it called? I'm sorry. Saboteur Bakery. Saboteur. So here's the deal. I always recommend to people who are from not from the Northwest when they're going to Seattle to take the ferry from Bremerton. So go over there, get a couple of croissants, get on that ferry, and have a great Seattle day. He, well, actually, he does. He, it's a bakery, but he, 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 I don't think he does croissants. Um, he sent me a Kugelhof last year, which was just it, it, Google that, and it's, it was one of the best things I ate. Last year for sweets, it was spectacular. He he did he did it because I did a Kickstarter with Saboteur, but he doesn't really send stuff out, hmm. uh, which is uh, he doesn't make do any mail order. But his bread baking ability is amongst the best in the country. His breads are very well known, especially when he was at Qua. Fantastic. Uh, so as long as we're talking about Seattle, we may as well do a little right at the fork promotional mention here that there is a Seattle episode with Ethan Stoll. If you look for it, you'll you'll find our little soundbite in Seattle. So mm-hmm. as long as Gary's covering San Francisco, we have a Seattle. And Gary, you're going to be doing some future Chicago and Paris, we hope? Yep. Good. So stay tuned. Those are coming. Anything else, Gary, on this? Just the, la- the very last thing, the very last bakery, the last thing I'll talk about is called Craftsman and Wolves, also in San Francisco, multiple locations in San Francisco. It's, uh, the, the Craftsman and Wolves is owned by Will Warner. The signature item is called the Rebel Within. It's sausage and it's a sausage and green onion muffin or a cake with an egg inside. Google it. The Rebel Within. Huh. Again, it's one of the most famous pastry items baked good in the country. So, what's it going to take to get you to go to my cousin's place, Bacon Bacon, down there? How are we going to make that happen? Well, how many? How, well, how many Michelin stars do we have again? Uh, no, I think he has some Armstrong stars or Firestone oh, stars. I don't think he's got the Michelin jet. But uh, oh yeah, let me know when he does. All right, I'll be there. Well, still, still, or I'll meet you down there and I'll treat you to a breakfast something. Okay, it's pretty good. Um, Gary, um, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Oh, I'm sorry, you asked a question. I didn't answer it. What? Uh, one through five. Oh yeah, one through five in Portland. Just to compare, one is Castagna, two is Notaguro, three is Coquine. Four, four is the pigeon. Five is long bond. Okay, that's a good list. Six would be aviary. Six would be aviary. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, six would be aviary. Well, no, you may as well go. go six would be jolly lead. Seven is aviary. Go to go right through to ten. Let's keep going. Go right through to ten. I was, uh, Koshka would be eight. Nine would be ox. Ten would be. I was waiting for ox. I was wondering if you were going to uh, get there. Uh, 
I I don't. Know. I know I know you're ten because you haven't mentioned it at Tala, right? You're gonna say that. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. No, I would. No, I, I even thank you. I mean, like it is. Right. Yeah. I knew that. I by the way, I was, wasn't trying to put words in your mouth or food in your no. mouth. I know you like Atala, so um, I figured that was if you didn't mention it by ten, it was coming. And Roe is not ranked because it's They're not, not open. open yet. Right. Okay. Great okay. list. Great. Very productive. I think that's great for anybody going to San Francisco. Um, hey, you know what? I got a question for you. For someone who's not into tasting menus, who's just looking for uh, maybe an ox kind of place, you know, some hearty food, where would you recommend in San Francisco? Hearty food? See, the, the issue for me is I don't, I mean, hearty? Alta? Alta's, again, owned by Daniel Patterson. No tasting menu. They have soft serve ice cream for the dessert. They, he, he has multiple Altas. I think, no, well, he has, he's going to, he wants to open an Alta in L.A. He's got, well, he only has one in San Francisco, so maybe two. So it's, it's reasonably priced food. Uh, and it's Daniel's, you know, it's Daniel's recipes and, Executed really well. It's, it's not quite ox, but it's it's hearty. Um, again, once again, it's you know you don't break the bank with Alta. Mm-hmm. Good. How about Alta? I don't really go to you know. I don't really seek really rustic, you know, straightforward restaurants out while I travel. I should, but yeah, you know, that's all right. Good time. That's for another. That's for another decade of your life. You just do that. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you so much. What? One last thing. You got something else you want to say? Trestle. $35 tasting menu. $35 tasting menu. Where? It's in San Francisco. San Francisco. Trestle. Trestle. T-R-E-S-T-L-E. All right. $35. It might, they might have raised it by $5, but I went, when I went last year, $35 three-course plus an amuse-bouche tasting menu. Great. Oh, best pizza in San Francisco. You got that? Well, I know what's considered the best. I got I've not been there. It's called Una Napola Napolitana. Okay. No, Una Napolitana. All right. Well, we'll check. I, you know what? We'll check in with some San Franciscans. Maybe my cousin someday on that. We gotta do. Okay. Gotta do his. I've not been his there. his list will be very different than yours, though. I don't think he's doing tasting menus with kids. So. Yeah. Um, but this is great, Gary. Lots of uh, lots of time and trouble and money went into that list. So thank, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for providing it and your time and your expertise. You're welcome. Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupans. Unsurpassed quality. From the best meats and wines to local baked goods, fresh flowers, and an extensive craft beer selection. Step into Zupans and be inspired for your next meal. Food-loving customers as well as local chefs know that Zupans is the place to find the very best Northwest Bounty in Portland. West Burnside, Southwest McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Local and family-owned for over 40 years. Zupans Markets. Ristretto Roasters. With five locations throughout Portland, Ristretto Roasters offers some of the finest locally roasted coffee in the city with gorgeous environments and service with big smiles. Let Ristretto make your day better with a cup or two of great coffee or beans to go. Portland Food Adventures. Imagine eating your way through Barcelona with Atala's Jose Chesa. Join right at the Fork host Chris Angelis in Europe this fall 
Get more information under the blog tab at portlandfoodadventures.com where you can contact Chris directly. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Intro music by Ariel Varinas. Find links to her music in the show notes section. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at foodpodcastpdx or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. Right